Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, this is Joe Castellano from thesportsvirus.com. Welcome to the Inside China Basin San Francisco Giants baseball podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, featuring players like all-star catcher Buster Posey. It's about, you know, just going out and, and trying to have passion for the game that I've loved since I was a kid. Inside China Basin is brought to you by Sun First Solar, known for delivering solar excellence since 1984 and recently voted best solar company in Marin County. We're also brought to you by TPC Harding Park, the only public golf course in San Francisco, offering golfers the opportunity to play where the pros play. Coming up, we're going to talk about the Giants and Major League Baseball with Bob Nightingale, columnist with USA Today. But first, I want to tell you about my favorite golf course, TPC Harding Park in San Francisco. TPC Harding Park is now open and accepting tee times at tpc.com slash Harding Park. And TPC Harding Park is also pleased to announce the 2020 PGA Championship has been rescheduled for August the 3rd through the 9th. For additional information, visit tpc.com slash Harding Park or feel free to contact 102 PGA at pgahq.com. Well, Bob, thanks a lot for joining us here on Inside China Basin. How have you been doing? Uh, you know, it's great to have baseball finally coming back. Are you excited about it? Yeah, I am, Joe. It's a uh, been a long time, and uh, you know, it's, it's such a unique season. I think it'll be a fun season. Uh, yeah, I mean, just the sixty games. You know, you're like your opening day is the, is the uh, middle of a pennant, pennant race. So it should be a compelling baseball. Do you think the players, the coaches, the managers, everybody, do you think they're all ready for this and what they're going to have to do to remain safe during the 60-game season? I do. I mean, we'll see what happens when guys travel on the road. Everybody's going to use their own little bubble now. Now guys are traveling by plane and going to strange hotels, that sort of thing. But I think they got to be very encouraged just as far as what's happened so far. I mean, the uh, – the fact, I think last week was like 0.5% positive test, less than 2%, you know, even from the you know, beginning of the, of the intake. So, yeah, been been very impressive results so far. Well, the one team that really has it difficult to start out are the Toronto Blue Jays because, I mean, they've been in limbo as far as where they're going to play. They were denied playing in Toronto at the Rogers Center. Now it looks like maybe Pittsburgh. I mean, that's got to be difficult for a team. Yeah, it's such a shame. Uh, yeah, good group of young players coming up and everything else. So, I mean, that, that was bad enough as far as set, setting back their uh, rebuild by year. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's like when Houston, when uh, what Katrina hit and stuff, and they, uh, you know, they were out, outside playing for about three weeks straight. So it's going to be very, very strange just to be uh, away from home for, for two months in a row. Yeah, we'll see how that all pans out. How about the new rules? I mean, what are your thoughts about you've got the designated hitter now in both leagues. You've got a reliever now uh, having to face three batters uh, minimum. And we knew about that uh, before COVID. Uh, but this whole runner at second base and extra innings, that's the one that's uh, sort of brought about a lot of controversy. How do you think that's going to play out? Well, you know, I, I think, Joe, the, the, rule, the new rule of the uh... – having to face a minimum of three batters, I think that's going to have a much bigger impact. I mean, a lot of these guys aren't ready yet. I thought they might waive that rule just because of, uh, you know, what happened. Uh, but yeah, I, I think some early games are going to be decided by this. It could cost a team a playoff berth. 
I mean, you bring a guy in the bases loaded and doesn't have it, you know, he could walk three straight batters, give up three straight hits, you know, boom, the game's over. So I think that was going to have an impact. Um, the extra inning rule, you know, not crazy about it. You know, we're not a, uh, you know, it's just so against baseball tradition. But I, but I will say, Joe, remember about a year ago, I was doing a roundtable thing with uh, Anthony Rizzo and uh, Chris Bryant. And I think it was Rizzo that, you know, that said it. I never even thought of it. He goes, when you think of all the four major sports, we got the most boring overtime. And, uh, <laughs> right. And, he, and he, yeah, yeah, you think about it, when the ninth inning is over, hey, the fans head for the exit. So we're moaning and groaning in the press box and broadcast booth. Uh, it's like every inning goes on, it's like a you know, drudgery. It's just not you know, not much action at all. You know, you're waiting you know, waiting for a lot of goofiness if it goes too long. But yeah, so I, I think this does, you know, provide an element of excitement. I, I think the fans will like it, they really do. Uh, I don't see the fans leaving after ninth inning with the runner on second uh, as we did earlier. Maybe for the traditionalists, it'll be kind of like in hockey, where I think when they first had the shootout, it seemed gimmicky. But then after a while, you got used to it, and you, you know, even if you were a traditionalist, you were pretty excited about it because it, you know, it was uh, something that's happening fast. And, th- and then the game ends, and, and you have a winner. And you, you're right; you don't have to stay there for an extra two hours or something. Yeah, yeah. In this way, obviously, I'm not, I'm not fans anyway. But at least people will probably be glued more to their TV sets and shit, instead of shutting it off. Say, so, hey, let me see what this thing's about. And uh, it, does, it does provide a lot of strategy, you know, as far as, uh, you know, what you want to do. So no fans. That is going to be, uh, you know, just strange for the players. I know they're going to be piping in some noise. I mean, how, how do you think the Major League players are going to react to that? I mean, does it really provide that much as far as adrenaline uh, to have real fans? Do you think maybe piping it in does help them out a little bit? Well, I'm not sure how much it helps them out. You know, it's just like a uh, what Anthony Rodone says, it defies a sentence. It's like you're looking at a hamburger and smelling pizza. <laughs> right. You know, it's, you know, it's so strange. Uh, I, I will say it makes a difference on TV and radio. I caught a viewings uh, of, of a game there night on the radio. You know, it sounded pretty authentic. So I think the fans will like that. And let's face it, this is all about the viewing. You know, it's all about a TV and a radio product, you know, with, with no fans. So... I don't think the players, you know, will, uh, you know, get excited about it. But those players that played in the uh, 2015 game in Baltimore, where there were no fans because of civil unrest, they said that was a nightmare. And there was no walk-up music, nothing in the scoreboard, you know, just boring. So at least this, at least this will get some realism in there. Now, on Monday before the Giants-A's game, Gabe Kapler, the manager of the Giants, and some of his players decided to kneel during the national anthem, and Gabe Kapler explained that decision. We've had a lot of conversations about the anthem over the course of the last 72 hours. And when I say we, I mean our coaching staff and our players. Um, we connected with small groups of players. We connected with players individually um, and had meaningful conversations uh, about this topic. Uh, In addition, I think many of us reached out to people in other organizations and had a feel for how we could help amplify the voices of the black community um, and other marginalized communities. And I spoke to the group today and I gave them essentially two messages. The first message was that our coaching staff and our organization would support any statement that they wanted to make if they kneeled 
for the anthem, we would support that. If they stood for the anthem, we would support that too. Um, and we wouldn't pass judgment on them for making any statement um, or standing up for what they believe in or expressing themselves. And the second message I wanted to share was that, you know, what my plans were. And I, I did that because I wanted them to know that I wasn't pleased with the way our country has handled police brutality. Um, and I told them that I wanted to amplify their voices and I wanted to amplify the voice of the black community and marginalized communities as well. And so I told them that I wanted to use my platform to demonstrate my dissatisfaction with the way we've handled racism in our country. Um, I wanted to demonstrate my dissatisfaction with our clear systemic racism in our country. And I wanted them to know that they got to make their own decisions and we would respect and support those decisions. And I wanted them to feel safe in speaking up. And so we had these kind of discussions for you know, the last several days and we'll continue to have them. As we mentioned, um, when we were still in quarantine, we wanted to continue the difficult discussions and um, make them a part of the fabric of our clubhouse. That's Giants manager Gabe Kapler, and we'll talk more about him with Bob Nightingale from USA Today right after this. Jones goes back, back near the wall, shading the sun, and he dropped it. He lost the ball in the sun. Let's put the sun to good use at home with a Sun Power residential solar system. Your Sun Power elite dealer, Sun First Solar, has a wide range of financing options, and they provide the finest customer service from start to finish, regardless of size or scope. Sun First Solar offers the highest efficiency systems, newest technology, and the best warranty in the world. Sun First Solar offers the most competitive price, while not compromising on quality. This summer, let the sun heat your pool and eliminate your energy bill. Don't drop the ball. Call Sun First Solar at 415-458-5870. That's 415-458-5870. And get your Sun Power solar system today. Let's talk about the Giants. And, of course, the Giants made uh, pretty big news on Monday with their first uh, you know, spring training 2.0 game because the manager, Gabe Kapler, was kneeling and some other players were kneeling for the national anthem. They had a woman coaching at first base. And uh, you wrote a really good column today in USA Today uh, involving Bruce Maxwell. Of course, he was the first player to kneel when he was with the Oakland Athletics. And, boy, have times changed because – uh, he certainly was ostracized at the time. Now there's a lot more support, and uh, I really like the comment you got about uh, Maxwell saying, you know, that uh, now he has a smile on his face about it. So change is here. Yeah, you know, and I think uh, a guy like Kid Kapler, I mean, I think he's perfect manager for for a city like San Francisco. You know, very uh, liberal guy, very wide open, uh, introspective. I'm not sure Kid Kapler could have done it in Philadelphia to tell the truth. Uh, I'm not sure the fans w- would have gone for that, but I think in uh, you know the Bay Area, perfect. And uh, so, yeah, it's going to be a uh, 
a fun team to watch. I mean, he's, he's an interesting guy. Uh, he was a guy that, you know, Farhan, I think, had his eye on, you know, like a year before even, uh, you know, Bochi, you know, was leaving. So uh, I, I had written a call him actually right before the uh, baseball was shut down the day before. I never sent it, or I sent it in, but never got published. Just that, you know, the giant players themselves did not consider this a rebuilding year. They say, you know what? We've been around the block. We know what's going to happen. I think the Giants could surprise people. I think the fact that these veterans and everything else, I like the veteran teams rather than the young teams in a situation like this. Yeah, I mean, it is interesting because you've got a 60-game sprint, so you've got players that are experienced, but right now the Giants do have some injuries. I mean, they're going to start the season with Brandon Belt and Evan Longoria on the injured list. Not real serious injuries, but they are out right away from the get-go. Hunter Pence has a foot issue, so when you do have the veterans, I guess it's a double-edged sword because you have the experience you know, for that 60-game run, but at the same time, uh, you know, these guys can get banged up, and, and you can, uh, you know, those chances can be changed a lot. Yeah, I mean, they, uh, you just never know. I mean, obviously, they're not going to have Buster Posey for the year. But, yeah, you know, hey, Samar just been there before, Cueto. And uh, strange things strange things can happen. I, you know, <clears throat> I, I think that could be a big surprise. I'm not sure they're going to make the playoffs, but I think it's going to be a lot better than people think. Well, you know, you look at it, sometimes a team can get really hot. Like last year, the Giants, everybody thought they would be dealing players at the trade deadline, but they were hot at that period of time in July, so they were sort of in it at that point. So, And I guess it, you know, it's one of those things where if you have a hot month and, and you seem to think the Giants are a team that could do that, uh, it just is such a different type of season than we're uh, used to. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's going to be fascinating. I think it's going to be a... Uh... A lot of urgency now, and every and everything else. I think managers are managed completely different. Uh, so, <clears throat> I, I think they're going to treat it more like playoff games. I mean, you think about it, Joe. You said you know a five-game winning streak, a 14-game winning streak. You know, and vice versa. Uh, you know, a 14-game losing streak, you lose five. So, one week can make or break you. More with Bob Nightingale right after this. We all know that solar systems make financial sense and environmental sense. And when it comes to choosing the best installation crew in the business, Sun First Solar should be your first choice. Sun First Solar has provided solar excellence since 1984. They are Sun Power Elite Commercial and Elite Residential Installers with a reputation for technical excellence, innovative design, fair pricing, excellent customer service, and end-to-end quality and competence. SunFirst Solar is a family business devoted to treating their employees, customers, the community, and the environment with respect, and they are devoted to renewable energy and sustainability throughout the Bay Area. There is no roof or project that is too complicated. SunFirst has successfully installed solar on Spanish tile roofs, metal roofs, and very steep roofs. They also have extensive experience in solar ground mounts and solar pool heating. Competitive pricing expert consultation, and the best warranty. Go local and get your Sun Power solar system from Sun First Solar today. Call Sun First Solar at 415-458-5870. That's 415-458-5870. Getting back to Buster Posey opting out, uh, when it happened, uh, you know, it surprised a lot of people because folks didn't know that uh, he was going to be 
you know, adopting uh, twin girls. And, uh, you know, that, that was that was news to a lot of people. How do you think it, it affects the Giants and even other players around Major League Baseball when they see somebody who, you know, has that concern for their family and with COVID going on, uh, you know, a big-name player like that opting out? There have been some other players that have opted out, but uh, do you think it, make it makes it sort of easier for a player if there is a situation like that where, you know, they see that Posey did it, maybe they'll be able to do it? Yeah, I, I mean, now we're so close to opening day. I can't see it happening now. I don't. Uh, maybe some in the last minute, because I don't think you want to leave your team in the lurch. I think the way Posey did, David Price, you know, give those guys some, uh, give those guys some chance. So uh, I, I think the, uh, I think what we see now, I'd be surprised if we see, you know, maybe one or two guys maximum. Maybe guys get a little skittish here at the very end, but I don't, I don't see it. Uh, we'll see what happens if the. Uh, yeah, let's see what happens in September if teams are out of the race and guys say, you know what, I'll give up my one or two paychecks and, 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 and opt out now. It's not worth the, uh, a month more playing baseball and taking some health risk. Posey's reputation didn't take a hit for this, did it? I mean, most people here in San Francisco don't think that way. They think, uh, you know, this only added to his legacy. But what do you think about, you know, everyone around baseball and what they think of his reputation after this? Yeah, no, I think it. Yeah, it's a uh, not even be greater now. I mean, here's a guy that's an ultimate sacrifice. Uh, you know, hey, you're giving up, you're giving up a lot of money there. I forget seven or eight million dollars. Uh, he's a guy that you know he's at least in the conversation for the Hall of Fame. It's not like you know he's a uh, you know worst case scenario. He's at least a borderline candidate, and you're you know, kind of sacrificing that too, especially how well he played in the spring training and all that, just for your family with the newborn twins. So, yeah, no, kudos kudos to him. I think he's got more respect now. I think some people thought that Joey Bart would step in right away, but, you know, he really hasn't had a lot of time playing in the minor leagues. And, you know, it makes me think, Bob, how do these players develop? A guy like Joey Bart is a good example of where he might be on the taxi squad, but isn't it going to be really hard for him to develop this year when you're not playing in regular minor league games against a bunch of different pitchers? I mean, you're just in, in the taxi league squad uh, games, and I don't know that that's really helping your development. What do you think? Well, at least, at least you got that going. Uh, but you're right. Uh, you know, it hurts all those guys, particularly the guys that aren't playing at all, you know, the minor league guys. But, yeah, it certainly hurts a, uh, um, Bart by not playing, you know, minor league games. But at least he's around major league instructors and everything else. Uh, you know, kind of go see games, hang out. I don't, I don't think it'll hurt. I don't think it'll hurt him that much because at least he's going. You know, getting the instruction every day. At least you know, play you know, games against each other. Uh, you know, who knows? Maybe they play against some you know minor league teams. You know, with the Angels and that sort of thing. You mentioned strategy maybe being changed a little bit. Uh, last night, Gabe Kapler had four outfielders and three infielders to the right of second base when there was a left-handed hitter up. I think it was Olsen. So if you've got a manager doing that uh, you know, in a, in a spring training game, you wonder, will he try something like that? I mean, you know, the analytics are sort of extreme now with a lot of teams. Uh, will they be maybe even more extreme because you've got a 60-game season and you've got to take some chances? Yeah, I think there'll be uh, more people doing that. I, I want to say I think the Yankees had a uh, uh, a five man infield their day as, as well, uh, and just the two outfielders. So yeah, I think you're going to see more guys take chances, uh, just like we see in the postseason. You know, when the uh, look what Davey Martinez did when he had starters, you know, go one day and then two three days later have them pitch in relief or in side sessions. I think we're going to see that, particularly uh, particularly in September. Uh, I think I think to make it. 
much more fun baseball because it's so much more unpredictable. Do you think more teams will be kneeling too after seeing what happened with the Giants for the anthem? I do. I do. I'll be interesting on uh, opening night at Dodger Stadium. Just, I, I would think more Giants may even kneel. I, I think that around the country, uh, I see with Cleveland Indians now are kind of having their hands in these guys' shoulders as they stand there. Uh, the Padres, several of the Padres uh, say they're going to stand, but their hands behind their back sort of thing and not over their heart. So I, I think we'll see a lot of that, uh, you know, which we've seen in different sports, but baseball being the most conservative one, you know, we haven't seen outside Bruce Maxwell. All right, before I let you go, Bob, I always like to get a little bit of uh, just the personality of the, the guest. And uh, one thing about you is that, uh, you know, you were covering a team in Los Angeles. I mean, you were, you were at the uh, L.A. Times there for a while, so you're with a, a newspaper in a city that has a team. Now, being with USA Today and covering all the teams the way you do, uh, how much do you enjoy it? I mean, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, they've got, got beat reporters, and they're on top of every story for their team, but you've got to be on top of all the stories around baseball, which is always a challenge. Yeah, I, mean, I like traveling around and uh, enjoying that. We are kind of just doing the uh, – Kind of the bigger picture type things, and, and you know, be honest, it's almost like I'm jumping on different bandwagons. You know, 99 percent of them are, are feel good stories. Like, hey, if a guy sprains his ankle, if a guy's going through a slump, and hey, I'm not doing a story on him. If some guy is you know going off for the uh, you know Giants or somebody else, hey, I'm in town to do a story. So uh, I, I enjoy I enjoy that part for sure. Was there a favorite story that you covered over the years that uh, you remember back on that? Hey, that that was really. Probably the best one that I had a chance to be around. You know, I, I still, this was as a beat writer, I still love the fact that I was uh, kind of Kansas City Royals and Bo Jackson broke in. And we got to be very close and hung out. And I remember Bo sitting down and telling his life story over three hours, <laughs> you know, and, and said, I, uh, you know, why, you know, people thought he was uh, arrogant or conceited because he always, you know, said, you know, Bo in third person. But the truth was, he could not say the word I without stuttering. He had a horrendous stuttering problem. And of all the things he's accomplished, for him to overcome that problem as bad as it was, is, is unbelievable. But it was just a joy being around a guy like that. It really was. And that's part of the thing about beat writing that's fun. You know, I was around a guy like Tony Gwynn, but the nicest guy you'll find in, uh, in baseball. So you do miss those close personal relationships when you do cover a beat. Yeah, and uh, Bo Jackson, you can only imagine if he didn't get hurt what his career would have been. Or if he didn't play football, let's say, you know, you just wonder what he could have done in baseball, right? Yeah, you know, and he had told me he was going to quit that year. That was going to be his last season. And the only reason he went to football is because Nike made it so impossible to turn down. You know, at the time, you know, a million or two million dollars is a big deal. You know, you don't get those kind of endorsements in baseball. You know, people aren't running to uh, stores to buy baseball cleats or baseball spikes. Uh, so yeah, that's the reason he did it, and uh, it's too bad. It, it would, I'm not sure if he would have been a, a Hall of Famer, but I think he would have been a, a perennial All Star for sure. That was one of the most memorable campaigns ever, right? Bo knows football. Bo knows baseball, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, of all the campaigns, that might be uh, the number one as far as the last 20, 25 years. If you think about it, I mean, everybody was talking about that. Everybody using game stories and broadcasts. And, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Bo knows home runs, Bo knows great catches, you know, things like that. But, yeah, it was a uh, uh, fascinating advertising campaign.
Well, Bob knows baseball, and Bob Nightingale, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, it's always enjoyable to uh, catch up with you, and uh, I always enjoy reading everything that you write for USA Today. And uh, good luck during the sprint here for the 2020 season. All right, my pleasure. Thank you, Joe. Take care. That's Bob Nightingale from USA Today. Join us again next week. The season will be underway, and we'll have our next Inside China Basin podcast. For now, I'm Joe Castellano from thesportsvirus.com. Thanks for listening on the Believe Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.